I am really excited to welcome all of you back to season two of this podcast called Paranormal Exposed. The last four weeks have been a lot of fun for me. I've gotten a lot of great stories together to share with you. Though I warn you, season two so far is a lot spookier than season one. I've really dived into some pretty harrowing stories and some pretty creepy stuff. So if you get scared easily, you might want a blanket to hide under. It did take me a bit of time to decide which story should kick off season two. And the reason I chose this one is it is quite a doozy. So grab that blanket and make sure the lights are on before you start listening to this tale. Remember, this is an evidence-based podcast that looks into paranormal occurrences that happen here in the United States. As always, I am your host, Michelle, and I am still a skeptic by nature, but I'd really love to cross over into that believer territory. I am both intrigued by the paranormal and really open to the possibilities of what might be out there. So join me every Wednesday as I dive into a different paranormal topic and present to you what is real, what is not real, and what may just be in between. I will present both the historical facts as well as the paranormal reports and we will see where the two meet. So join me in exposing the paranormal. This first episode in season two brings us to Litchfield Middle School in the town of Litchfield, New Hampshire. Litchfield is a pretty small town in New Hampshire with a population of about 8,500 people. And in Litchfield, there are three public schools. There's the elementary school, the middle school, and the high school there to serve all of the kids of these 8,500 people. The schools here in Litchfield are what you would typically expect in a small town in New England. That is except for the middle school. Litchfield Middle School looks like any other middle school from the outside and really the inside. But what is lurking within its walls may be another story entirely. It's a pretty small school that teaches grades 5 through 8 with just under about 400 students attending the school. Though what happened to a few students there, because of an entity lurking there, still haunts the school to this day. You may wonder who or what this spirit is. Well, this spirit is one that most of us, if not all of you listening, will know. Many of you know her by name, or have even tried to summon her along with some of your friends. Her name is Bloody Mary. She is quite a famous entity, but there are many who don't know who she is, and most of us don't know where she came from. I'm going to dive into the tales of what happened to the students at Litchfield Middle School when Bloody Mary came to visit the school, and what continues to happen in the school to this day. I'm also going to cover who or what Bloody Mary is, where she came from, and what does her appearance bring. You may ask what is the legend of Bloody Mary, and for even some of us who know the basic legend, we don't really know all of what is said to kind of go around her. 
Many of us know the legend from being kids who like to dare each other to do something scary. None of the kids really want to do it and are scared, but they do it anyway so as not to look bad in front of their friends. Also, nothing can happen if a group of you are together, right? Bloody Mary is one of those dares kids give to each other. And 5th through 8th grade is really the perfect time that these dares would be given to friends and classmates. You might wonder, what would the dare be involving the spirit of a woman? Well, what you would do is you must enter a dark room, which is usually a bathroom. And when you enter, you would have nothing except a small light like a candle. And why it's usually a bathroom is a mirror is necessary for dealing with Bloody Mary. Most bathrooms do feature a mirror in them over the sink, which makes the bathroom the perfect place to speak with Bloody Mary. Once you or your friends enter the room, you must all face the mirror. Looking into the mirror, you will chant her name three times. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. After you chant her name, you must continue to look into the mirror. While looking into the mirror, you will all of a sudden no longer be able to see your reflection or the reflection of your friends. You won't see the room behind you or even the light from your candle. In the mirror, you will only see Bloody Mary herself in the reflection of the mirror. Seeing her will of course evoke fear from anyone as she appears quite ghastly. She is usually dressed in white, but the white outfit she's wearing is marred by blood. And at times when you see Bloody Mary, she is also headless. Seeing her will dredge up a cold fear in your bones, but that's not the worst thing that will happen to you. Bloody Mary is known to do many things to those who summon her from the mirror, and none of them are good, really to put it nicely. She will sometimes reach out, gouge your eyes out, and kill you right there on the spot. Other times, she will actually drag you into the mirror with her, where you will be trapped for the rest of eternity. Luckily, for children performing this dare, she's not usually this aggressive. Most frequently, she likes to leave her imprint on you, and she'll do this by scratching her victims. After summoning her in the mirror, when you exit the room, you will find yourself covered in scratch marks. If it doesn't happen right away, most likely you'll find them on you when you wake up the next morning. As I said, none of these are great outcomes, so I would recommend maybe not trying to summon an evil spirit in a mirror, but who listens to adults? I mean, we don't know anything, right? Kids to this day continue to play this dangerous game, and for some students at Litchfield Middle School, the game was more than they bargained for. For the cheerleaders at Litchfield Middle School, it had been an amazing fall day. 
They had just finished cheering on the boys' football team to a last-second win. They were really riding high and all piled into the locker room to shower, freshen up, and change, as, of course, they were all going out afterwards to celebrate the win. As everyone was finishing up getting ready, they started to leave the locker room in small groups, though three girls remained behind finishing their makeup. While putting on their makeup and kind of fixing their hair a little bit, they gossiped about middle school drama, who liked who, who was weird, and just things like that. When all of a sudden, the lights went out in the bathroom. All three girls jumped, and one of the girls even screamed out. They started nervously calling out and searching for a light switch when they heard laughter from the other side of the room. The lights came on, and a friend called out, Gotcha! She then told them to hurry up so they could all get going. The three girls laughed, their nerves settled down, and they started packing up to get ready to go. Before they left the locker room, one of the three girls piped up. The lights out prank had put an idea in her head. She excitedly told her friends that while they were alone in the bathroom, they should summon Bloody Mary in the bathroom mirror. The other two girls groaned. They had heard the stories of the legends, and they weren't exactly thrilled with the idea. It made them a little nervous, but they also thought it was a little babyish. I mean, they were eighth graders, not little kids anymore. But the third girl persisted, telling them that they were just being chickens. They laughed at that and said, Okay, let's just do it and get it over with, as everyone is waiting for us. They don't have a candle, so one of the girls pulls out her cell phone and turns on the flashlight. The other girl turns off the locker room lights and comes to stand with the other two girls in front of the mirror. They all stand there looking at the mirror with just the light of the flashlight. They start to nervously giggle and talk about really how stupid all this is, but then they all hold hands and decide that on the count of three, they will summon Bloody Mary. They each take a deep breath, squeeze each other's hands, shut their eyes, and count. One, two, three. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Once they are done, they take one last deep breath in. As they exhale, they open their eyes, and all three of them are stunned, speechless. Partly in astonishment and partly in absolute terror. There in the mirror in front of them is the apparition of Bloody Mary herself. She's grinning at them with a wicked smile, though what is most terrifying is she's actually holding her smiling, decapitated head in her hands. All three girls start screaming in terror and trying to flee. In their panic, they drop the phone and the flashlight lies face down, casting no light in the pitch black bathroom. The girls are in pure darkness with Bloody Mary and they can't find their way out. In the meantime, the other girls hear the screaming from the locker room and they run down the hall back towards the locker room. By the time they reach the room, the screaming is stopped. 
and there's just a silence that overwhelms everyone. The girls look at each other wondering, what the heck is going on? One of them thinks, you know, maybe it's them getting back at us for our prank. But they're still a little scared and apprehensive as the scream sounded really terrifying. So they slowly open the locker room door and find it completely black inside and silent as a grave. They call out, hello, are you guys okay? But no one replies. So one brave girl peeks her head in and sees a green misty shape in the mirror. It's shaped kind of like a person, but she can't really make it out. She then walks into the bathroom and feels along the wall till she finds the light switch. She finds the switch and turns on the light and immediately falls to her knees, screaming as hot tears begin to stream down her face. All three girls, her friends, are laying in a crumpled pile on the floor. Their arms and faces are covered in long red scratches, and their heads are at unnatural angles. Most terrifying, though, is all three faces are streaked in blood as all three have deep caverns where their eyes once were. When she looks up, there's a large crack in the mirror that was not there before where she saw the green human-like shape in the mirror. When the police investigated the scene, they couldn't figure out what had happened. No one was seen entering or exiting the locker room, and the other girls were in the hall. They would have noticed someone coming or going, right? Also, there was no murder weapon or signs of blood leaving the locker room. It had to have been something supernatural, right? Something paranormal. It had to have been Bloody Mary. Since then, many students and faculty have reported seeing the apparition of a woman in that locker room mirror, even though her name has not been called. Sometimes she is a full-blown apparition, and sometimes she is seen as the figure of a woman with a green outline. Could it be that since the girls called upon her, that they somehow opened a gateway. Could Bloody Mary now come and go to this place as she pleases, waiting to take her next victim, maybe? In addition to the apparition, it seems as though the three girls' spirits are trapped here as well. Students report hearing whispers and sounds like a conversation between multiple girls. They can't quite make out the words, but they also can't find the source of where the sounds might be coming from. Phantom footsteps and lockers also open and close on their own in the locker room, even when no one else is in the room with you. The showers and faucets at the sink will turn on and off on their own, sometimes generating steam on the mirror. If you look, you can sometimes make out three figures standing behind you through the steam, but when you turn around, you are entirely alone. This story has been told repeatedly over the years, and all the students at the school are quite 
quite familiar with the story. This leads many girls and female faculty to avoid that locker room as much as they can. When in there, girls tend to stay in groups as they believe in the old saying, there's safety in numbers. Hopefully, they have learned a lesson and next time they are dared to do something, they might think twice. It's quite a sad tale for this small school, which leaves us having covered the legend of Bloody Mary and how she haunted, or is still haunting, Litchfield Middle School. Though we still need to cover some facts, it's time to figure out who or what Bloody Mary is, and what the police and papers said about what happened at Litchfield Middle School. Before I do, it is time for another friendly podcast recommendation from the Boopod Network that is a really great podcast to listen to. It's called Mums, Mysteries, and Murder. Here is a teaser trailer for your enjoyment. Hi, I'm Marty. And I'm Effie. And we are the Mums, Mysteries, and Murder podcast. Each month, we take turns bringing you mysteries and true crime stories from our respective homelands, Australia and Scotland. But be warned, there's no shrimps on the barbie or we jimmies. <laughs> Excellent accent, Marty. No one has shrimps on the Barbie in Australia. It's prawns, and they don't have prawns on the Barbie. Anyway. Disappointed. You can find us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and join us over on Mums, Mysteries and Murder on Instagram. It's not big or clever, but I hope you enjoyed the trailer. Make sure you check out their full episodes and leave a rating for them as it really helps out their podcast. And while you're at it, don't forget to review and follow this podcast as well to show your support. Getting back to the meat of the episode here, it's time to cover the origin story of Bloody Mary. Who or what is she? Who Bloody Mary could be is a little murky since the legend has been prominent for centuries, so the origin gets a little muddled. Also, some documents and such don't hold up and are lost to time. There are three main theories of who Bloody Mary is. The first and most popular theory is that Bloody Mary is the spirit of a woman named Mary Worth. Mary Worth lived in a small cabin in the woods outside of the town of Litchfield. She was elderly and kept to herself, which earned her the distrust from many local villagers. This was a time when anyone different or disliked would be thought of or even be accused of being a witch. This time frame is also a very famous period during the Salem Witch Trials when many people were being accused. Because Mary Worth was a loner and because she sold herbal remedies, the rumor mill really started churning out stories about Mary being a witch. The villagers avoided her as they were worried that she would actually curse them. They lived like this for some time until children started disappearing in the village. The villagers decided it must be the witch, right? The issue is when they got near the cabin, they found no signs of the children. 
but they did notice that Mary Worth looked more youthful and radiant, which is pretty curious, right? One night, a girl was in bed with her mother at her bedside. The girl all of a sudden stood up and started walking to leave her house. Her mother was confused and shouted after her, but it seemed as if her daughter was in a trance. Eventually, she was able to round up her husband and some townspeople to try and help her. But her daughter kept walking away without responding to any of those around her. That's when they looked over and some of them saw Mary Worth standing under a large oak tree. She was pointing her wand at the home of the girl and the girl was headed straight towards her. The townspeople and the father of the girl chased Mary Worth into the woods and ended up shooting her so that they could catch her. She was still alive as she had only been shot in her side. The townspeople then proceeded to put Mary Worth onto a stake and burn her in front of everyone so they could all see. As she was burning, she laid a curse upon the town. She stated if you were to look in a mirror and say her name, she would come back to exact her revenge. Mary Worth being Bloody Mary makes sense in a few ways. First off, she was a witch, so she would have the power to attach herself to the afterlife in some way. Also, the way she died may have bound her spirit and kept her from fully leaving this world. This is especially true if she really wasn't a witch and was convicted of witchcraft for really just being a loner, as remember, they really didn't have proof. Also, something to think about is if your daughter, who's young, is walking away in a trance-like state, wouldn't you just pick her up and carry her home or something like that? I don't know that you'd necessarily have to run down a witch for your daughter running away. But if it wasn't Mary Worth, the next main theory is that it was a woman named Mary Tudor. Mary Tudor eventually became Queen Mary I of England in 1553. Queen Mary was a devout Catholic, and this didn't bode well for those of the Protestant faith. She wanted to entirely wipe out the Protestant religion and return England to the Catholic faith. To do this, she had to rid the country of the pesky Protestant followers. She felt, though, that she had to do this to save the souls of the Protestants. If she did not get them to convert, their souls would be damned for eternity. At that time, in her mind, she was actually doing them a favor by killing them, assisting them in getting to eternal heaven. Due to this, many deaths occurred because of Queen Mary, and she actually did earn the moniker of Bloody Mary. After a five-year tenure as queen, and hundreds of deaths later, Queen Mary acquired the flu and passed away. Now, Queen Mary does have the correct moniker, but she seems less likely to be the spirit in the mirror. She would also be less likely to be revenge-seeking. So maybe she is targeting those of non-Catholic faith, even in the afterlife? 
Though I suppose we'd have to find out those who have been hurt by Bloody Mary and what their religion was. Maybe the three girls were Protestant. Though when you look up the statistics of Litchfield, New Hampshire, the majority of the town is actually Catholic. This leads us to the final main theory of who Bloody Mary is and bloody she was. Her name was Elizabeth Bathory, a Hungarian countess who lived from the years 1560 to 1614. Elizabeth Bathory was also known as the Queen of Blood. And the reason for this is it is said she was obsessed with maintaining a youthful appearance and felt that the only way to do this was with blood. But not just any blood. She needed the blood of a young, virginal woman. She would also need a great deal of this blood as she would actually bathe in the blood of virginal females. It is said that she had as many as 650 women and girls killed to fill her bathtub with her youth saving elixir. Eventually, the Queen of Blood was convicted of her crimes against these women and locked in prison. There, she lived out the duration of her life until one day she went to sleep and never woke back up. You could see how such a woman would be so focused on mirrors as she was obsessed with her appearance before she died. Most of her victims were also young girls or young women as they were more likely to be virginal for the needs of her blood. Possibly her hunt for youth and young girls continues in the afterlife. Maybe this is why the three girls at Litchfield were taken by Bloody Mary and actually why most victims of Bloody Mary reportedly are girls. Though to be clear, Elizabeth was actually tried and convicted, but no proof was ever found that she actually did any of this. Servants gave testimony under torture, and witnesses didn't see anything firsthand. It is speculated that the reason this rumor went around is that they were trying to overthrow her family's power. So we have three women who are thought to be Bloody Mary, the witch, the queen, and the queen of blood. It could be any of them or none of them. But if it was any of them, it most likely would probably be the witch Mary worked. Regardless of which woman it is, why is she haunting Litchfield Middle School? Or is she haunting Litchfield Middle School? The issue we have here are there are actually no reports of any student dying at the public middle school in Litchfield. This small rural town has no accounts of anything in the newspaper in the last 100 years. I found no newspaper stories online in the archives and nothing in the police database either. It seems to me as if this school has become the site of a popular urban legend rumor. For centuries, this legend has kept up steam and seems to have originated in Europe. In early accounts, the looking into the mirror was a way for women to determine their future marriage partner. 
What they had to do is walk up to a mirror backwards in the dark with a candle in their hand. When they looked into the mirror as they turned, they would see a view of their future husband's face, though sometimes they would see the skull of the Grim Reaper instead. If they saw this skull, it meant that they would die before they could ever marry. Other legends involving Bloody Mary state the apparition of Bloody Mary looks like a rotting corpse, some say a witch, a friendly ghost, an evil entity, or even a woman covered in blood. The saying or name you have to use to have her appear changes from variation to variation. Some you have to say Bloody Mary three times, some you have to say Mary Worth, and some it's even a long rhyme. The number of times you have to say her name also ranges from just one time to as many as 47 times. Most accounts of the Bloody Mary ritual are performed by young girls, and most are actually in a bathroom at home or at school, which covers all the rumors at Litchfield Middle School. The why do people still continue to report seeing Bloody Mary in the mirror? Well, there might actually be a scientific reason for it. When you are in a dimly lit room, staring into a mirror, your brain can trick itself into putting images together that don't really exist, resulting in an almost hallucination. You can see things like people, animals, and other strange shapes that can change and distort the longer you stare. And there's also something called Troxler's effect, where if you focus on one thing, the items around it change and disappear, creating various illusions. So maybe these kids and staff members are going into the bathroom and kind of almost seeing what they think they're supposed to see, what they've heard from the rumors. At the end of all this, does Bloody Mary actually exist? I don't know. I will admit that I did perform the ritual as a kid and I live to tell the tale, but to be honest, thinking back to it, I think it was pretty much a hurry up, say it three times, and don't look in the mirror, just run out as fast as you can because I don't want Bloody Mary to kill me. I actually even made it out without a scratch though, so pretty impressive. Is the middle school haunted? Maybe. But if it is, it's not by three girls who died at the hands of Bloody Mary. I would love to hear your thoughts on whether you think Litchfield Middle School is haunted. Do you think Bloody Mary is real? And would you be brave enough to try your luck in the mirror next time you're standing in a bathroom? Would you say her name three times? Make sure you tune in next Wednesday for a new exciting and spooky episode. If you aren't already, follow this podcast wherever you tune in so you are ready when a new episode drops weekly every Wednesday. Also, follow the podcast social media for more information on each episode, including pictures, links, and much, much more. You can follow on Facebook at Paranormal Exposed, on Instagram at The Paranormal Truth, or you can always shoot an email over to Paranormal Exposed podcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the first episode of season two, and I will catch you all next Wednesday.